Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Week four in the attic, Will Bond, beginning to smell a little cheesy up here. We're going to start with baseball. Baseball keeps trying to get a plan out there that feels right to everybody. USA Today is reporting that the new plan would have, and this is very convenient, 15 teams in Florida at the training camps that they use for the Grapefruit League, 15 teams in Arizona at the training camps they use for the Cactus League. The winner in both areas, and this is not going to go American League National. It's not. It's going to be different. Everybody's going to be mixed in. The winner in Arizona plays the winner in Florida for the World Series. No fans are involved. Hearing this now, what do you think of this plan? They're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. Why are we talking about plans? I mean, people are still dying in America and other places, too. People are still quarantined. People are still having to stay in place by governor decree in many, if not, you know, all of the states where baseball teams operate um, for usually where their homes markets are. What are we talking about, Tony? I understand that baseball, like every sport, needs to sit and plan because you can't be caught just like, oh, what, what are we doing if the world takes a turn for the better and sports are allowed to resume. But until then, I feel bothered by these. And I don't know if somebody's just leaking them. I don't know how they're getting out or why they're getting out. I understand people are sitting behind closed doors trying to figure out what the hell to do. But until the world takes a turn for the better, Tony, I don't care about their plans. Do you? I, I actually do. I think this is a much better plan than the Arizona plan where everybody would be sequestered in Arizona. I think that owners want to play and players want to play and they want to get ready. I heard uh, Tony La Russa is quoted in this as saying, you know, why do we have to say no to this now? What I like about this plan is if, as you say, this can be done, what do players need? They need two things. They need testing and they need their families. Everybody who works out in in Arizona, probably has a home in Arizona. Everybody works out in Florida, probably has a home in Florida. So you could you could be with your families. There wouldn't be that sort of dislocation of everybody everybody going to Arizona. I don't mind optimism if they say to me, this is what we're going to do no matter what. I think that's crazy. But this sounds to me, Mike, a little bit like the player's counterproposal. And, and, and to be honest with you, I like it, and I think it's greatly convenient that both, just for this one year, that Arizona has 15 teams and, you know, Florida has 15 teams. You could get a World Series with the Dodgers and the Yankees. You could get a World Series with the Cubs and the Nats for so one year only. I, I do like so this. what? I like it. This is, this, is, this is a waste of my time. This is a waste of all of our time to this point. You don't have to say no to anything. You can't say yes to anything. It's a waste. So what? There was a plan last week. They were all going to play in Arizona last week. Now it's Florida, Arizona. Next week, where is it? Where are they going to play next week? They're going to play in Texas. They're going to play on the moon. I mean, it's just, just a waste of time to talk about this stuff. It angers me. It really does, Tony, because I just think it's a waste of time. When we get to the point where you can consider these things, consider whatever you want. We're not there. Are people watching the news, the real news at night? Because I don't think they are. 
If we're talking about putting baseball teams out there at this point and where they're going to play, this is nonsense to me. I, I'm going to move to something else because it's nonsense. And we got something that some people might consider nonsense coming from the NBA. Rudy Gobert tells Taylor Rooks, among others, that everything's cool with him and Donovan Mitchell. They're fine. They're fine, Rudy Gobert says. After Rudy Gobert, of course, had that episode where he massaged the microphones before testing positive and subsequently, and he was playfully engaged with Donovan Mitchell before testing positive. And it, it was said to be the relationship, Tony, unsalvageable. Now Gobert says it's fine. You believe everything's good? Everything's cool? I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to go back to the baseball for just 10 seconds. You have to have a plan. You may not like the fact that it's out there, but you cannot be caught without a plan. And I admire the fact that they try to get an equitable plan. Now, as to Rudy Gobert, I don't care about Rudy Gobert's feelings. He's the protagonist in this. I care about Donovan Mitchell's feelings. He's the guy who received the virus from Rudy Gobert. I think it's smart that Gobert is going out to try and get ahead of this because his behavior was the behavior of a jerk when he touched everything in town, right? And now he's saying, and I have a quote here from Rudy Gobert, I believe. He said, that made me look bad. It's not who I am. I was able to save thousands and thousands of lives. That, to me, is a ridiculous exaggeration. But I do understand, I do understand that he wants to get this behind him because, as you know, this could destroy the Utah team if one of them has to be traded. Yeah, it sounds like one of them is going to have to be traded. Until I hear this from Donovan Mitchell, I don't care what Rudy Gobert has to say either. Rudy Gobert, by the way, who seems completely clueless, and he does not seem that way, Tony, when you talk to him in person. I I have, and it doesn't seem like he has any sort of malice or intent, but he seems completely clueless. Until we hear this, until we hear this from Donovan Mitchell, nothing Rudy Gobert says is anything. We agree on that. Let me go back to baseball. Because the first thing I said out of my mouth was, you got to have a plan. All right? So that's not news either. Have a plan. Have 50 plans. But they don't mount to a damn thing until the world takes a turn for the better. It doesn't matter what their stupid plans are. Not any sport. Not the NBA. Not MLB. Not playing in North Dakota. You can have a plan. It doesn't mean jack. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about plans. Be like, oh, how does this sound? It sounds like a stupid plan that's not going to be put into effect anytime soon. So I'm going to go back again on this same topic. You don't want to be caught without a plan if things get better. Nobody is saying that you're wrong. Nobody can play now. But if you are unaware and unprepared and suddenly it does turn, you have to have something. So I don't I don't not yes, care about do. this. And by the way, let me go back into this for a second with Rudy Gobert. If you were the general manager of Utah and it came to the fact that one of these two fellas had to be traded, who would you trade? Here's something I know we're going to agree on, even though Rudy Gobert has been a de- well, maybe we won't. Defensive player of the year, I think once he's going to be he's all defensive team. One of the first three teams every year, Rudy Gobert. That's who you're going to trade. You're going to keep Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell can be the face of a franchise, even if he's not a one on a championship team. He can be, Tony. Rudy Gobert cannot be. Not in this age of all-court play. Even though you'd like to have them both, and you'd like to repair it. If one has got to go, Gobert, let me show you where the door is. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And we'll stay with basketball, and we'll go to your team. 
the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls recently hired, and I hope I get this name pronounced correctly, Arturis Konashovas to run the team. That was last week. Today, he fired Gar Foreman, who had been the GM for 11 years and had been with the Bulls probably for 20 years. He reassigned John Paxson, and, and this is your team. They have become largely irrelevant lately. Do you like these moves? Tony, I'm only going to like the moves if they start winning some games and make the playoffs. So that's a big if. They haven't done that the last couple of years, you know, with John Paxson and Gar Foreman. And I'm going to tell you, those guys take a lot of heat in Chicago, a lot lately. I thought, and I've said this over and over, they built the right team twice. They built a team around Derrick Rose, which got to the conference finals, lost to LeBron. They built a team around Jimmy Butler, Tony, a few years later. That team should have been up 3-1. A Mother's Day game in Chicago, LeBron James hits a three at the buzzer to make it 2-2. Otherwise, Cleveland's down 3-1. The Bulls are in a position for Gar and Pax for that team they built to move on, and it didn't. So, Tony, it's okay to bring in a new guy. Is that new guy going to be the answer? I don't know. Maybe he's going to be the answer the way Ryan Pace at the Bears was brought in to be the answer. And he hasn't been the answer yet either. So this guy gets a clean slate. He's got a couple of really nice pieces all ready to work with and a lottery pick. Does that mean the Bulls are going to be a playoff team next year? No, it doesn't. Yeah, my feeling about the Bulls is that they were great obviously, with Michael Jordan. They had a chance with Derrick Rose, but he became injury-prone. I'm not as... I don't know that I agree with you about the Jimmy Butler thing, but they have sunk. I'm not saying they're on the level of Orlando or Sacramento, because this is Chicago, and it's a much bigger deal. But it's very hard to attract free agents in a cold climate, as Toronto found out, unless you have a star. They don't have a star right now, and, and that hurts them. The documentary about Michael Jordan that I know you're geeked to see, and a lot of people are as well. That's about a season that's more than 20 years old. The the Bulls have, they've sunk. They've sunk. Yeah, Tony, they have. And 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 they're hoping this move, look, they're desperate now. They went with the guard packs, yeah. you know, tandem, trying to put together good teams for quite a while. This year, Tony hurt them, because they thought they were going to be a playoff team this year. They were not a playoff team. Massive injuries again. And so the Bulls, yeah, it's back to 20 years, back to the, ooh, I can't say back to the future when the last dance was 20 years ago. Let's go back to football for a second and Jersey drama. Todd Gurley is now suddenly wearing number 21 in Atlanta for the Falcons. You know who wore 21. Oh, wait, several people have, most notably Dion wore 21. Tony, Dion's not okay with this right now. Are you? All right. Well, Dion said to Todd Gurley, apparently and reportedly, when Gurley said, I'd like to wear the number, Dion said no. But then Dion began to look bad. So Dion has now said publicly he was joking. I know Dion. I love Dion. He's not joking. He not only doesn't think Todd Gurley should wear 21, he doesn't think anybody in the league should wear 21. He thinks that number should be retired. I don't really understand why Todd Gurley, who wore number 30 with the Rams, and I think number three in high school. I'm not understanding why he wants this number. Are you? No. Let me say, look, Deion played five years for Atlanta. He played for the Cowboys. He played for the Ravens at the end. He played for the Niners famously and won. You know, I don't think you have to put 21 in mothballs. Okay? It's, It's not... 
It's not 32 in Cleveland. It's not 34 in Chicago. It isn't. I love Deion, too. You know I do. I don't understand why Todd Gurley needs to wear this number. Leave the number alone. It wasn't yours anywhere. What are you doing? It's just like he's got to start something. He wants to get under Dion's skin, which I think is particularly, like, stupid. Todd Gurley, you need to reestablish your career. You need to hit the start button, the restart button on your career, dude. Wear something else. Wear he hate me on your jersey. You can wear whatever you want. Leave 21 alone. Even though, Tony, I'm not saying it should be retired. Gurley ought to just be bigger than this. And I don't know what, I don't know what to say. This is a bigger nuisance than people in their plans for resuming sports. Desmond Trufant's been wearing 21 and he's a DB and been wearing it in Atlanta. So Dion, they don't retire numbers there. It probably means they didn't retire Tommy Nobis's number. No. It, 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 it's a non-starter for me. The Redskins had a similar problem. Dwayne Haskins would like to wear seven. Joe Theismann, if you remember, had to bless that. It was in the paper for a month or so, but it finally worked its way out. And because the Redskins don't retire numbers. I, like you, don't see any reason why Todd Gurley needs to wear 21. I don't. You said Tommy Nobis. That you're skewing old. Yeah. You're, you're going back well, even past old. my wheelhouse. I'm going to say Nobis was 58 or 59. Am I right? I don't know. I would, 60 came to mind, but I don't know. But when you say I'm skewing old, I am old. So are you. <laughs> yeah, I am old, too. Kevin and Carl are not old. Back to you. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like your mom, when you fill out really, really important paperwork on the first day of a new job. Name, check, birthday, Social security, is that a thing? Hey, mom, what is my social security number? Mom, mom, mom. Okay, let's guess. Uh, zero, zero, one, seven. Oh, Gemini, hashtag, done. Geico, always there for you with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Back in the attic, we go to the glasses so we can do the happies. Happy 29th birthday, Josh Gordon. If it seems so long ago that Josh Gordon led the NFL in receiving yards with 1,646 for the Cleveland Browns, it's because it is so long ago. It was 2013 when Gordon was first-team All-Pro. Since then, Gordon's career has been littered with lengthy suspensions because of drug abuse. Gordon's most recent suspension, and there have been six in all, came last December when he was playing for the Seattle Seahawks after the Patriots let him go. Gordon would like to come back and play this coming season. And if Roger Goodell reinstates him, Gordon will be an unrestricted free agent. The calculus is always the same, Mike. Lots of talent. Can't stay on the field. Tony, how many chances? I mean, how many chances would I give if I was a GM? I don't know. And I'm sure um, it would be sort of proportionate to the talent available when you talk about a guy having 1,600 yards. But, Tony... 
too many chances. I'm radioactive. We seems like every day for the past five or six shows, we've talked about some football player who I would just say no to. And Josh Gordon, and I don't want to seem overly harsh, six chances. That's a lot. It's too many for me. I would not be seeking his services as a free agent. Happy anniversary, Tiger Woods. On this day, 23 years ago, Tiger won his first Masters by a record 12 strokes, shooting the lowest score in the history of the tournament, 18 under par, 270. Tiger was 21 years old and was ushering in the greatest 10-year run in the history of golf. Everybody knows what befell Tiger. Scandal, divorce, injuries, dependencies, which is why him winning the Masters last April was such a popular story. The spectacular rise, the spectacular fall, the improbable rise again. These are the pulp fiction stories of Tiger's career. The hugging of his children after last year's fifth Masters win was the bookend to the hugging of his father after this first one. Tony, those hugs got to me. Watching it yesterday, I wasn't able to see it live last year as I was on a plane leaving an NBA game going somewhere. And I watched it yesterday in full and just sat there and actually made my son come in and watch that ending, watch Tiger. And to hear Tiger Woods talk about it with Jim Nance in the sort of rebroadcast, but Tiger's first time talking about it publicly like that was, was very emotional. At one point, Nance said, there's not a dry eye in the house, and there wasn't one in mine. Or in mine. Happy trails to the WWE for Ronda Rousey. The most celebrated of all the women fighters or wrestlers has decided to sever her relationship with the wrestling carnival and told Wild Ride with Steve-O that one reason was the fans were not thankful enough. Rousey said, quote, what am I doing it for if I'm not able to spend my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of bleeping ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me, unquote. Rousey said before she returned to the ring, she first wanted to have a baby with her husband, Travis Brown. And she held out the possibility that she would care so much about that baby, she wouldn't return at all. She said, and I quote, I love performing. I love the girls. But at the end of the day, I was like, bleep these fans, unquote. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Tony, I understand the entire sentiment. I understand all of it. The, the notion that you don't want to do this 300 days a year and be on the road 200, I get all of it. I just don't get the part where you have to attack the fans. When you're in entertainment, and Ronda Rousey has been in entertainment all right, all these years lately, at some point you're going to be dependent, and you might want to come back. You're young. You've got time to come back, but you need those fans. You might want to just sort of backtrack on that a little bit, just a little bit. Carl, Kevin, throwing it back to you.